Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello my friend, my name's Sean and I want to end your suffering. No, not like that, with meditation in my new podcast, Mindfulness for Gamers. Each episode, I'll take you through how mindfulness can help you to feel less anxious and frustrated and put you on the path of happiness, all through the lovely, grimy lens of video games. So make time to level up your mental health and take the first step on your spiritual skill tree. Join me and subscribe to Mindfulness for Gamers right here, right now. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left. We are Britain's favourite and most competent video game radio show. My name is Steve Curran. I'm Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. And for the next hour, we are going to be entertaining you via radio and, if you are on YouTube, video. Who's not on YouTube these days? We are. (laughs) We definitely are, aren't we? Uh, It's very exciting. Yeah, for the first time ever, uh, I'm not sure, you two have suddenly got into your streaming. We have, we've been streaming. You're like actual games journalists, (laughs) aren't you? You're doing your let's plays and all of that sort of stuff. And uh, Steve emailed to say we should stream the show live. Uh, You originally wanted to do it over Twitch. Mm. I think that's against their terms and conditions. we're not allowed to do that, but After this hour, we'll be, um, well, I think YouTube will be changing their terms and conditions (laughs) to get us off it yeah uh, twitch did well it was suggested that we do twitch at gdc and you know we may be the ones to break new ground on twitch right with okay. that. but for now yes we'll stick to youtube uh, we're gonna have to we're gonna be broadcasting in a little bit of a sort of um slightly uh ruined way today okay. no more ruined than usual but for our uh, for our friends on youtube we will not be able to get a feed direct from the desk maybe next week however those of you watching on YouTube will be able to see the guest entering from the t- straight from the toilet. Those of you on radio, which is our primary exactly. method of broadcasting, will not. We can paint you a picture, though. A tall, handsome man strides into the resonance of M Studios. What's the catchphrase, Keith? I don't know. I'm sorry. Go on that one. OK. We did it last week. Oh, God, I've forgotten it. It's Chinese, isn't it? Unbelievable. You had one job. That's why you're here. I tweeted it (laughs) two days late. Uh, Well, yeah, we're delighted to be joined once again by The Guardian's uh, games editor, Keith Stewart. Yeah, and he's here for a very special reason this week, isn't he? He is. He is. He is. Um, and he's going to tell us about that later. Exactly. He is. He doesn't need the toilet anymore. We can tell you that as well. His bladder is empty. We are home free for the next hour. No interruptions from here. Hey, we've got something special coming up later. Do we? What's new feature, that? new feature. From Second who? week in a row. Can't tell you. Can't tell you. Special guest contributor. So that's exciting. And uh, we'll have local news back. Some brilliant chip tunes coming on as well. Have you had a good week, Anne? I had a lovely week. I had a really nice time twitching with you. <laughs> we did twitch is together, that, didn't we? I mean, that verb is, what does that involve? is problematic. Well, the PS4 has got uh, a twitch streamer Back off. built in. <laughs> so we are, we're, we're able to stream very, very easily, and we've started doing that. Maybe we'll talk about that more okay. later in the show. Right. What have you been up to this week, Simon? I've got some kittens. Mm. Yeah, which I, I think is better than streaming. Really? Do, have you got 55 likes on Facebook by posting a picture of yourself? People are awful. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So That's all you need to do. All you need to do is just... Uh, do you know what I was going to do? When I, when I saw something like that on Facebook, yeah. I was going to post an update which just said, you know, uh, start of a new year, and I just wanted to say, I'm so blessed. Right. I'm so blessed. And just count how many likes it gets, because that seems to be the... Seems uh. to be the you know what? In keeping with our policy for 2014 to kill people with kindness, right. turns out 
offering kindness on social media is the easiest way to get people to like you. So easy. And they don't suspect a thing. <laughs> they have no idea. Excellent. Well, OK, well, let's see how that goes. We'll chat to Keith uh, shortly, but we're going to start the show like we always do, apart from we're going to be on the internet doing it as well, with Anne's News. It's 7.04 on Monday the 12th of January. I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news. Apple is to refund $32.5 million of unauthorised in-app purchases made by children. A settlement with the US Federal Trade Commission means the company will have to pay back all reported cases and change the way in-app purchases are made. Apple boss Tim Cook said they were planning on doing that anyway, so he doesn't know why everyone is getting so shirty. No news yet on whether accidental purchases made by cats of remix EPs by girl band The Sugar Babes will also be refunded. Did that actually happen? It was definitely my cat. (laughs) (laughs) So what prompted them to do this then? Uh, Everyone's a bit... Everyone keeps getting really annoyed by it. Oh, my child spent money when they shouldn't have spent money. And and I guess they just have feel like it's something that they should do. It's probably good for Very PR, generous, it? it seems, isn't it? Giving it all back. Giving it all back, yeah. Did you Now, do you secretly wish that you'd bought stuff and pretended that yeah. children had done it? Now, I think you I, have to have reported it at the time. <sighs> so you have to have had quite a lot of foresight to be able to go, they're probably going to pay all this back at some point. If I just say, yeah, kids kids bought all of these um, coins in this game. Right. Wasn't, it wasn't me. <laughs> so what you're suggesting is we should complain about everything in advance. And blame it on the kids. Just in case something comes up in the yeah. future where we could get money. Yeah. Keith, you've got children, haven't you? Have any of them gone rogue? No, because... Gone mad on, on the iTunes store? No, because far from far be it from me to denigrate other people's parenting uh, skills, but <laughs> I haven't told my children the password they would need right. in, order to, uh, in order to get money well, from. Isn't, isn't the point that uh, at the minute how it stands is you enter the password... Uh, it then unlocks that account to be used password-free for 15 minutes. That is the case. Mm. Yes, you're right. And well done. How, what they're changing it to is you have to do the password every single time. Your move, Keith. Well, the other thing <laughs> I do is watch my children while they're using iPad rather than leaving them with right. it. But isn't that a my, handy... But then mine are, quite, mine are quite young, I guess. It's a handy so. babysitter, though, isn't it? An iPad? See, this is the, this is the sticky slope towards having to... Sue Apple. <laughs> so what you, you should so, just try and take responsibility. Well, I mean, in one sense, um, in-app purchases could be um, claimed by mistake, but then in the other, you are saving money on a babysitter, aren't you? So yeah. you know, you have to wait. What is the password to your uh, your your iTunes? Yes, just I'm at, I wouldn't even give it to my children, so I'll give it live. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You can't. What are you trying to do? You're looking at. <laughs> you like Darren Brown or something? Am I just going to give it to you without even knowing I'm doing it? We'll find out. Valve has plans to shut down Steam Greenlight. Speaking at Steam Dev Days, Valve. Valve's Gabe Newell said, Our goal is to make Greenlight go away. Not because it's not useful, but because we're evolving. But didn't expand on that. We've got a few things we'd like to make go away, Gabe. It was also revealed at the conference that Valve is not making its own virtual reality headset, but is working with the Oculus Rift. And that it has redesigned the Steam controller. There is only one way to end this story. It's going to take a while, Ab. And what's good as well is that the YouTube audience cannot hear this. Oh, so we're just sat in this, silence. This is such a good joke. It's okay, we're mostly sat in silence anyway. Wait, wait. Oh. Perfect. Do you know how to dance for this? Yeah. No, is there a dance for this? A specific one? Maybe um, maybe we'll try and figure something out for next time. Mm. Are we allowed to talk now or not? Absolutely. I we were allowed so to I'm talk not, from not... the start, but Anne insisted okay. 10 minutes before the show <laughs> that I get this ready. <laughs> we should get a shorter version, really, shouldn't we? Um, so, did we follow... so, first of all, we exclusively revealed this last week, didn't we? Yes, that they were we getting did. rid of green lights. Mm. Um, no, no one linked to us, did they? Valve didn't... Uh, 
link back to us when they announced it. It's outrageous. Sadly. Um, did you see what everybody got who went to the Steam Dev everything. Days? They got everything. What did they get? They got uh, Steam controllers. They got Steam boxes. They got food. <laughs> <laughs> which I hope that they all wrote down and noted. Although, actually, a lot of... Uh, devs on Twitter were saying like I mean I am the most biased about this this has been amazing but I am the most biased because I make all of my money from Steam that and, was my and I love it <laughs> and uh, was Rami saying that as well I don't know I don't follow him why not <laughs> because I follow Mike Biffle <laughs> <laughs> one in one out uh, as a journalist were you, were you watching Steam dev days with interest I wa- well I was yeah I was interested I love the fact that it was it was developers only but they couldn't they, they couldn't stop themselves from tweeting the <laughs> entire thing Wasn't it, it was ridiculous? almost like a photographic thing. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like every second of it was on was online so what were the most interesting things to come out of Steam Dev Days do you think <laughs> well I think I mean obviously the, the, the death of Greenlight is interesting because they went to great pains to justify why they were handing over the, the sort of um, aggregation of, of Steam to the to the community and they really spelt it out and now suddenly they want to make steam go away so i think that's really interesting because i, I you know what are they have they said what they're going to do instead of it is it just going to be a completely open free for all we're all going to be yeah we're all, all, well they haven't said that but we're going to exclusively reveal that that is the case well i think that probably is the case in which case is that really the best thing for developers because one of the big problems of digital distribution is is discoverability and, you didn't uh, listen to the show last week did you i didn't because <laughs> 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 How did you know what to tweet to us? Keith? Yeah, hang on a minute. Well, no, I, I, I but... skipped through. <laughs> no, I did not. Keith, did you specifically skip through the news? To bits where he's no. in. I listened to it, but I was on the train. Oh, yeah, the train's a very interesting yeah. place to be. Yeah. I mean, not like you want to kill time or something or block yeah. out all other sound. So what do we think that the, uh, people are going to do then in order to be more discoverable? D- is this a trick question? No, it's not. No, I was, I was, I was offering you a hand. Okay. <laughs> so often, the hands you offer. Exactly. Pull away. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, obviously, uh, marketing. That's probably a good idea. To, uh, but I, what did you decide on? Let me, let me tell you if it was a good idea or not. Maybe you could it? come on a radio show. Yeah. So, you know, talk about your uh, game. Oh yeah. Might yeah, be a good I idea. Mike Biffle knows all the answers. He's good at it. Mike Biffle, one of the people who's been the most on One Life Left. Three or four times or something. Right, Keith will be challenging him soon. I was very envious of their gifts, though. How do we become Steam devs and get to go to Steam Dev Days? Good question. Uh, Steam, if you're listening... (laughs) The code word is... What was it? (laughs) The code word is E17. Nintendo Satoru Iwata has pledged to stick around after the company announced poor financial results. Estimated sales of the Wii U have been cut from 9 million to 2.8 million, with the 3DS cut from 18 million to 13.5 million. This is despite the 3DS being the top-selling hardware platform in the US and UK in 2013. Net income for the company was lowered from a profit of £322 million to a loss of £146 million. With figures like that, you may as well call it the Wii Boo. Hmm. Doesn't work. Hmm. That wasn't the the joke that you talked about on no. Twitter. That's coming up. Yeah. Oh, excited. This is so bad. So this is well. This is this is bad, isn't it? This is bad. Was there any danger of him not sticking around then? Well, usually, like think about football. Yeah. If you don't get the results in, you are out the door. <laughs> but is, that's not that's not n- normally uh, that's not a decision you make yourself, is it? Maybe, As a no, football no, no, manager. But, no, but I like that. Oh, no, I'm sticking around. <laughs> but we thought that maybe it would be better. Exactly. No, I'm, oh, I'm sticking around. Do you think he should? Yeah, I think if you've made a mess, you should probably clear it up. All right. So how's he going to do that? Um, he is going to uh, sit down and look at his finances a little more closely this time and probably not overestimate. Seems like such a massive jump from a lot of profit <laughs> to a lot of loss. And you've been asked to leave your house. Yeah. Have Have you thought about adopting that attitude (laughs) with your current... So, no, I'm sticking around. Yeah. Deal with it. Well, I I assume that he hasn't been asked to leave before he said that he's sticking around. I think if that's already been placed down, you can't really... It doesn't hold any I'm just wondering whether you have arrived independently at a solution to your problems by working it through with us on air. 
I mean, Maybe. That, I don't know. Magic, it? I don't know. Um, so do we think that Nintendo are going to give up with this generation? Are they going to go multi-platform? Are they going to release a new Wii? Keith? Yeah, Keith, go to Dallas. Well, Awasa-san said that the solution to this isn't as simple as simply putting Mario on a smartphone um, because he's, he's now under an enormous amount of pressure from business analysts and from, and from gamers and probably people within his own organisation to suddenly uh, free Mario from the shackles of uh, their sort of proprietary hardware. Uh, scheme that they've obviously that's been Nintendo's benchmark since they started. So I don't know. I don't know if that. It so feels it, as though why wouldn't that be the solution? Why wouldn't it be good for? Well, he Mario said it's not be? as simple as that. So know, we're but, obviously not smart enough. We need to think of a more complex solution. <laughs> something more complex. What are, What are we missing here that he's thought of? You can't just put it on a smartphone. A smart, yeah. So you have to get more than one person to download it. That's good. <laughs> that's good. Keep going. Yeah. Two smartphones. I think that's the. It's bigger than a smartphone. Two you've, smartphones. You've doubled your audience already. Exactly. Two smartphones strapped together. <laughs> a DS with a screen on the back. Wait, that you can call from and then you can stream from. Imagine that you two would be into it, wouldn't you? Yeah. Interesting. A DS that you can taste. What <laughs> senses haven't been done? We can save Nintendo. Fear. I feel like that's the key to, key to us getting more viewers and listeners, is saving Nintendo. Imagine what... Imagine like, yeah, we, we could, could be credited that. with that, yeah. Does anyone really want to taste Mario? Do you know. want to kill Nintendo, Licky, Keith? What are you Mario. trying to do? We're brainstorming this and you're just negging us. I'm just trying to be realistic, Steve. I'm just not that's sure... That's not what we're here for, Keith. We're not Sorry. here to be realistic. Like a phoenix from the flames, UK retailer Game is back in business and doing well. Following its near collapse last year, the chain had 83% better sales this Christmas than last Christmas and is planning to float on the stock market. How exciting. Game CEO and not member of the Bee Gees, Martin Gibbs, put this down to new consoles, better trained staff and improved stores. Bee Gees or not, looks like Game really is staying alive. Oh, yes. That's excellent. Yes, that is good. That is good. Perfectly timed as well. Because your last two stories slightly overran, yeah, didn't they? Yeah, thanks. But that was uh, Good yeah. Update. Thanks. I think they'll be uh, they'll be coming back in droves for <sighs> that. So this is good news, then, isn't it? Is it just jive talking? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I don't know any more BG songs. <laughs> is that other one? I think they've got to. I mean, they, they did do three, didn't they? <laughs> How deep is your love? I was going to use that one just then because no, do it, do okay, it. Okay, because I was just going to say, you know, obviously it was a big Christmas. What with the play, with the new consoles coming out and GTA Five, they've got to ask their customers, "How deep is your love? Is it going to last long?" Well, it seems uh, very deep, given the three. How much are they going to float for? Oh, I didn't. Was that in the story? No. Okay, this is uh, knowledge I have. Okay, go. Well, apparently they're, they're now gearing up for a three billion. Or three million, I don't know, how many would it be, Keith? What, what area? Three million, no. No, 300 three, million. 300 million, it was one of those. 300 million uh, stock stock uh, thing, flotation, what, whatever have you. <laughs> <laughs> apparently they're gearing up for that, and apparently that's good for them. Mm. Sounds really good, considering they were almost... Well, yeah, they're, they're now... The, the, the only place I can buy, the place closest to me to buy video games is um, in Hamleys now for me, the game concession in there, because they shut down oh. Oxford Street and HMV moved out, didn't it, last week? So oh, yeah. I had to walk all the way to Regent Street to trade in my copy of Assassin's Creed 4. Oh! Which I threw back at them. Which you gave 7 out of 10 in. I did give it very, 7 out of 10. Very positive review. I know, but I, played it, I have played it some more since then. And I, I, I just thought, am I... <laughs> Every time I failed a mission, I thought, am I, am I enjoying this? And I was like, no, it seems to be what I want to do is just sail about without any hassles. I think, mm. I think we've talked about this. No way yeah. You've now desynchronised. Well, I'll desynchronise you out of my house and into, <laughs> into Hamley's in, uh, in Regent Street. But anyway, congratulations, game, on, on bringing it back, Yeah, I'd say. You win a game. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, sorry everybody, you can no longer download plastic surgery for Barbie thanks to political correctness gone mad. The game involved cutting open a fat girl and performing surgery to make her thin. It was suitable for children aged nine and over and was removed from Google Play and the App Store following a Twitter campaign and complaints from Barbie maker Mattel, who had nothing to do with it. And in one fell swoop, society just wiped out a generation of aspiring plastic surgeons. Outrageous. Did you grab it before it disappeared? I didn't. Mm, disappointed? So disappointed. What are you saying, Steve? Because she looks all right these days. <laughs> 
So you, you can't say things like that now. People can actually see us. <laughs> what, you say she doesn't? Leaving it up to the imagination of the listener. You actually can't see very much of her. No. Which is ironic, given how much of her there is. <laughs> hey! That was a joke because of plastic surgery. I was just a joke. No, I just meant that Anne, um, if you remember... I do. Hark back to seasons past. Anne downloaded... One, oh, an did. iOS video game that you fell in love with, Boyfriend, Boyfriend Maker, Maker. Yeah. which got uh, chucked off. Yeah, I love that. I thought that. this might have, been, uh, might have been caused by the same thing happening. I just wondered if this was uh, put up there by someone who just wanted Twitter to have something to do that day. Mm. <laughs> now, and, so, and sorry, I'm not, I'm not saying that it shouldn't have been removed or anything like that, but it, but it all came off the back of everybody getting out, outraged about the App Store description. I think something more sinister happened that day on Twitter. Oh, really? Yeah. What do you think Well, I don't know, but uh, yeah, it just seemed uh, just... It was so successful so quickly that, uh, yeah, there must have been something else going on. I don't believe this. I think it's good that it's Conspiracy. been removed. Conspiracy, obviously. I think it's good that it's been removed <laughs> yeah. too. What about you, Keith? Uh, yes, I do. Yeah, of course. Who wouldn't? It's terrible uh, misogynistic. Is this not censorship though, Keith? No. I flipped my position, you see. Yes, I see. Yeah, I love, I love the way you do that. <laughs> you guys. Yeah. Well, you know, freedom of speech can't, uh, obviously can't protect you against, uh, it's effectively a hate crime against women, isn't it? So, do you know Plastic what? surgery is a hate crime against women. Says the Guardian. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what I saw the other day when I was browsing the app store is that one thing that's very popular in the free apps thing is lie detectors. Right. Where Ooh. you can check whether someone's telling the truth or not. Quite interesting to feed what Keith just said about thinking it was wrong through one of those. And you've got a recording of this. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. Um, what we, do we think that it was... If it had been aimed at adults, do we think it would have stayed on the store? They're quite popular, aren't they, these uh, surgery games and... and well, my, and my Bithel's ex-company wrote one, didn't they? Surgeon but Simulator, apparently that's, that's okay. That's kind of... A, <laughs> I don't think that's really people's hearts out. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's kind of like a, a sort of tongue-in-cheek version. But if you again, if you go on the App Store, there are loads of things oh that goodness, are about... Oh, so many. Uh, you know, like... Uh, Dentists and ear it, surgery. This is what you'd look like if you had a nose job. That sort of thing. So I'm, I'm pretty that sure it's threatening. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you'd look like if you had a nose job. Um, I really liked the one that I looked into where there uh, was a before and after picture. The before picture was of a pregnant woman. Thanks, Anne. One life left of video game news with Anne Scantleberry. <laughs> Listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is Wickland and Blaster. It's from chiptunes.org. We're a video game radio show. We play chiptune music. We have little features that we spread around the uh, spread around the show to break up our chit chat. And we also talk about video games. We're also currently, right now, simulcasting 
simulcasting on YouTube, we have as many as 15 viewers on there, which isn't bad for something we haven't... 18 watching now. ...really talked about. 18. We're sorry for everything. We're testing this out because in March... We're all travelling to GDC to broadcast from there and we are going to be required to do a little bit of video work out there. So we thought we should get used to it and we thought you should get used to seeing us <laughs> as well. Sorry. Booked my flights today. Good. Very excited. Aisle seats or uh, window? I haven't, I haven't What's your preference? Yet. I prefer window. Do you? I, yeah, window. I prefer a window. Sure. I prefer an aisle so I could travel with both of you but you'd find it frustrating travelling together. That's true. That sounds about fair. Which I think a lot of people can sense actually from your streams that you've been doing. But actually, uh, we wouldn't be allowed to travel together. Of course not. Because so when are you going? Uh, I am going on the. Well, I'm going on the 10th of March. I'm going out to New York and Boston right. before that, then flying out on the 16th to join Anne in our residence. <laughs> residence in. We haven't come up with a name for it yet, have we? Castle One Life Left. Yeah. Uh, we should come up with a good name. But maybe we'll be doing some streaming from there. Nice. A little, maybe, maybe if you're a premium subscriber to One Life Left, you get a glimpse inside the One Life Left mansion. We'll be broadcasting uh, from the convention centre as well during GDC. Um, and then I'm off to LA for a week after that as well. God, you live the life, don't you? Doing a tour. And Keith can't go. No, but I will be in LA, actually. Sorry, Keith, didn't have your mic up. What are you doing in, in LA? Oh, I, actually, I might not be. <laughs> Just well, because, because you just found out that Steve's going to be there. No, no, no. I think I, I might be, but it hasn't been 100% confirmed yet. Really? So it's probably a little bit early to t- be talking about it. But that's okay. Talk about it with us. Okay. Yeah, we can chat now. Literally, no yeah, one's we've, we've listening. We've heard your warning. It's not 100% confirmed. No, no. Well, I'm hoping to go to... Uh, <laughs> PR people will probably listen to this now. Probably ho- I'm hoping to go to the Call of Duty World Championships. Interesting. What? Okay. We should be invited to that. Yeah, yeah. Do you want us to come with you? Sure, yeah, because um, it's all official. <laughs> no, I don't, yeah, no. I've, is I've that after for, GDC? Yeah, it's, uh, it's after in, in okay. Los Angeles. Yeah, I'm sure we can make that. Okay. Cool, we'll see you next okay, week. Okay, okay, I will talk. How to are you anyway, Keith? What have you been, what have you been up to recently? I, well, I've, I've been trying to finish off my Sega Mega Drive Collected Works book, which I... Are you saying that when we gave you our money, you hadn't finished it? Yes. So it was a but scam? It's only, but no, it's not a scam, it's getting better. Okay. So we, I'd, we'd finished something by then, obviously, <laughs> but we've had so much You'd interest. You'd finished the video. Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah exactly. Uh, no, there's, I mean, we, the, the uh, interest that we had was like astonishing. It was a spectacular had, success. It was. We had I mean, three times the amount we asked for in the end. So I think... So You yeah. carry on talking. I'm going to get a calculator out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's 98,000... What? Money? Yeah. Of money? Pounds? Yes. So I'm almost as rich as... Cara uh, Ellison. Millionaire Cara Ellison. Yeah. That's unbelievable. unbelievable. Crikey. Although, how, yeah. how much did I ask for? 1,650... And the, the other good thing is, as well, we'll be making it available on our, on the website as well. So it, it's not just going out to the Kickstarter people. It's actually going to be But we pay on. for it. Mine was 4.24 times funded. Is that better than yours? I don't know. I yes. don't want to get into this. <laughs> <laughs> and yet here we find ourselves. Yes, somehow. Uh, no, that was brilliant. Congratulations. 98,000. Well, I didn't realise it had gone that high. Um, so how are you going to en- enhance it? Well, I'm extending. We're, we're getting lots of extra stuff. And Sega have been, uh, have been really, really good. And we are getting their, their sort of... I think they, it, feel, it feels like they're going through their filing cabinets and finding new stuff. Like da- uh, Darren, the uh, publisher, just told me that we've got the original design documents from Streets of Rage now. So they, they plotted out all the moves and functions of the game before they even like, laid any pixels onto the screen. We've got all those documents and wow. we're scanning those in at the moment. Wow. So, um, which is pretty exciting to, to nerds <laughs> like me. Also, that means we could make Streets of Rage yes. from yes. scratch. We'll put it on mobile and save Nintendo. We'd have to call it something else. <laughs> it's yeah. Nintendo. You can't have Rage in Mushroom oh. Kingdom, can you? It'd be Streets okay. of Let's Happiness. let's work on that. And, and what else have you got? Um, I just like last week I interviewed Tom Klinsky, who was the um, CEO of uh, Sega during the Mega Drive years, and that was very interesting. Gave me a few facts that I didn't know. I've interviewed, I've interviewed a couple of the technical leads who were around at the time of 32X and Mega CD, and we got some things about those machines. I can't tell you a lot of it, but okay. just fascinating, like insider stuff that I didn't that I had no idea about. Wow. So. Um, yeah, it's it, it's been really good. Like, I don't know if we were expecting this much help from from Sega Japan because it's you know obviously it's a, it's a it's a long time ago for them, but they've they've sort of seemed to have really got behind it. And some and you know some of the diagrams and some of the early concept art we've got, it's just it's been incredible. And we've done some really really lovely interviews with them as well. They've been super helpful. It's been brilliant. Do you have to send all this stuff back? 
to yes, we do. <sighs> but we can't give it to you, Simon, as much as I as much as I'd like to. You can't give it to us, but can we take it from you? <laughs> you have to know where it is. I don't even know where it is. I've only ever seen the Wow. Question. So yeah, it's been it's been really good. But I, we, we're extending the my, my essay at the start has been extended massively okay. now because lots of people since we started the Kickstarter have said, oh, I worked on Mega Drive games, or I know I know a guy who did this amazing game, and so we're getting as many voices as we can into it. Brilliant. So, and is it, um, how's the, how's the, the physical book changing? Um, it's just getting longer. Is it right? <laughs> yeah. I, <coughs> Darren, I saw Darren. Um, Say on Twitter, he was looking into sort of making it more, even more lovely because we were massive fans of the, uh, the Sensible Software yeah. book. And uh, yeah, I mean, to imagine that this is going to be even even nicer. I've seen some pages, and it does look it does look beautiful. I mean, just uh, I don't know if you've seen Edge magazine this month, but they they ran one of the blueprints from the Mega Drive that we have in the book, and it's just the, the did they uh, without asking? No, they did know they asked. Okay. In fact, I was working on Edge for three three days. I did a little bit of freelance for Edge, and they wouldn't let me write the news story about my. Book. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what was that like going back and back into uh, old old territory? It was it was fun actually. The, yeah, there was it was just three days. I was in the office, and I wrote a story for them on. Uh, in-app payments in full-price games. Uh, okay, because uh, Forza has yes, rise. It was, all, yeah. it was all that stuff. It was, no, you did really one nice. story in three days. <laughs> it's a big story, Simon. <laughs> I, bet, I had to talk to people and everything. Right. No, it's. It, it, I always like. I always like going back to Edge. What are they up to? What are their habits now on Edge, and how have they changed since since you were last well, there? Well. How have they changed? They, so it seems to be uh, it seems to be more relaxed than when I was there. It was a bit chaotic. Um, my old editor Jason, Jason Brooks, he, uh, he, he fantastic, but he, he did everything in the last three days. Right, like, we would have like they can't do this anymore on Edge. But when, when I was there, we used to have like all night. We used to work for two or three nights in a row, like with you know without stopping. Yeah, like two yeah. hours sleep under. Why the can't desk. they do that anymore? Because because uh, it's too expensive to keep a security guard in there. <laughs> we used to have a security guard. We used to have we used to have the security guard sitting with us reading a newspaper while we were there at four o'clock in the morning trying to trying to um, scan pages from Famitsu. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And so, so what prompted you to go back for, for just three days? Oh, that's, just, that's an odd gig, isn't it, or well, not? Well, no, just I, I, I occasionally do this because I'm allowed because I, uh, I work sort of four days a week for The Guardian so they let me go off and do freelance occasionally and sometimes sometimes uh, Edge say, can you come back and help us out? Wait a Great. second. You, wait, you work four days a week for The Guardian. Mm. There's seven days in a week. Yep. But not allowed to work on Sundays. No. no. Bible says. Yep. So that leaves two days left. And surely you want to spend some time with your family. Who? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so where do you get, where do you put these three days in? Well, I don't work seven days a week. So do where, where do you get the seven days? Where do you get the three days from? If you're working four days a week for The Guardian and three days for Edge. Oh, I, I save them up. <laughs> Stack them. Wow. I stack them. Yeah. Okay, okay. So that's how it works. I'm yeah. taking Keith to Amsterdam next week. Really? Yeah. Are you? <laughs> this has got nothing to do with work. <laughs> so, yeah. Who are you working for then? Oh, that's uh, the Guardian. That's just a holiday for us, isn't yes, it? Yes. It yeah. is. I thought that so was the understanding. Yeah. yeah. So why, why aren't you taking one life left? Yeah. You could have invited us. Didn't we could have run a, run a news story on whatever it is. But I would have had to take both of you, wouldn't I? Because you don't insist on doing everything together these days. But we would have had to have sat on opposite sides of the plane. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I'm going to come back with the Guardian password after <laughs> <laughs> after, after Keith's, Keith's been on the wacky backies. <laughs> this isn't true, obviously. But we are going to Amsterdam. Mm. Good. Um, yeah. So we, have we seen you since the Kickstarter ended? I don't think so. so no, because we were in the middle of it. Yeah. Before. What was that? so? What was that like then? The, uh, the 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 sort of final push because it was it was obvious right from the start it was going to be a tremendous success, wasn't I it? I didn't realise it was going to be that much. Like uh, after a few hours when it was when it was really mounting up, and then we had a few news stories in like places like CVG, and I thought, well, you like you never you, you know, as you both know, you you really don't know what's going to happen, and it's really tense, and then it becomes really exciting, but then it kind of there's always a, there's a, there was a slow point where I was thinking, oh no, maybe everybody that wanted that was interested in this book has in the first two hours yeah, yeah, yeah. but then no then we then we then it just suddenly rocketed again i think when the news story started coming out and does that does that feel daunting now like yeah close to a hundred thousand pounds in advance and uh yeah you've got loads more people that are uh, yeah, waiting on your words <laughs> well i think you know because we have so much of that material already because i think i you know i'm not so much of an egotist that i think those people have paid the money to read my work oh words. come on please I, you know i think what they're there for is the is the amazing reference materials that we have um, but no i i'm reasonably confident in what i have like i some of the stuff that's in the essay is things that 
no one has found out before. Some of the some of the stuff that the Sega executives have told us they've not spoken about. Can you tell us? <laughs> I can't really, no. Because I still I paid for Kickstarter though. I'm an investor. <laughs> you should comment. Uh, you say I will, you yeah, asked will, him. Yeah, exactly. So no. So when uh, what, class when, action suits? <laughs> when can we expect to see it? We're looking at. I think we're we're we're, we're going to um, publish in summer. We're looking at June at the moment, and you can pre-order at the moment. I've got the re- website down there. It's just re, uh, readonlymemory.vg, and you can pre-order it. Excellent. There. And there's still some of the special editions there with a with a beautiful special cover on it as well. So great. And I'm really pr- I'm really proud of it. I don't need to pre-order, of course, because yeah. I've bought mine. Uh, Anne. Can I come to the launch party? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure we're going to have one. So you yeah. better have one. Yes, you can come. Okay. okay, thanks. What country is .vg? It's the country of video games. Hmm. Is that an independent state now? Yeah, probably stay away from it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks, Keith. Thanks, Keith. Hello, I'm Sega Badawi and welcome to One Life Left Local News. A senator is in trouble after one of his aides blocked off a major commuter bridge to settle a personal grudge. The aide was upset that the mayor of the local area had changed his support from Nick the Gambler to coach the football coach. The aide decided to fill the bridge with an array of zombies causing traffic delays of up to two hours. Luckily, the mayor managed to find four plucky volunteers who cleared up the bridge of any tanks, spitters and boomers after a week. Witches are still believed to be in the area, so if you are driving at night, please drive quietly in low revs and do not use your headlights. Be careful out there. Thanks, and back to your usual programming. Letters. Hello, team. Oh, hi, Steve. Writes Ben. Oh, Case Stew has a new feature on the Guardian re- website about the 30 greatest video games that time forgot, and I'm looking forward to seeing the Anne starring going around at number 31. Do you see the Guardian did 10 best podcasts to listen to? Did they? Yes. Oh, excellent. Are you yeah. me? No. They did 10 best, 10, 10 podcasts you haven't heard of that you don't listen to. Yeah. Presumably, we weren't in there. Because everyone's heard of us. Or maybe we're at number 11. I don't know. Keith says that the feature is to cover the titles that have been erased from the gaming annals or criminally overlooked. But if you look at his description for Freedom Fighters, he has linked to a Eurogamer retrospective. So if others have written about it nine years after it was released, how can it be overlooked? Once again, I am deeply confused. (laughs) Cheerio, Ben. Keith. I think Ben's got a real problem with it, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a question. I, I think it's a reasonable question, isn't it? Yeah. Seems to be, yeah. You know, what, what, what better way to answer well, it? Well, as, as great a site as Eurogamer is, and it is a fine site, I, I don't think that that says that the whole globe has remembered this game simply because one person managed to get a feature commissioned on, on, on Eurogamer. And you're right, it's a very good answer, it's because it's called Eurogamer, not not Global Gamer. Exactly. Mm, yeah. But it is the Eurogamer network So everyone now. else out, yeah, but that feature wouldn't have been part of yeah, that if that's a new thing. So, so Ben's really seems to be confused about the size of the world. <laughs> Ouch. Before hearing you from you uh, next week, Ben. Uh, Morg Adams writes, Hello team and SSG. Are Simon's absences tactical? I can't help thinking that Steve, that the Steve Gaynor interview may have been a little different had Simon been present and played Gone Home. To be fair, walk-em-ups aren't my sort of thing either. Anyway, the show continues to be great. Well done. I think we can judge how um, how good Morg Adams is at assessing things by his final sentence. P.S. The show, show oh, continues oh, yeah. to be great. Um, and I thought Gone Home was great. Did you? Did yeah. you, though? Yeah. Did you actually? I did. I really enjoyed it. Oh, it was... Oh, I was furious with it. <laughs> so angry, yeah. Why? Because I've, and I, everyone was like, oh, this is brilliant. Let's buy some people what made Bioshock. And then I played it, and it's like, <laughs> okay, that, yeah, that's good. And then uh, you played it, and I think it got 7 out of 10 on the show. And it's remained... What I'm trying to do at the moment is sort of dip into my Steam pile of shame. And so I've gone home, and I was like, oh, I'm going to save that. And then I played it, and you walk up to a house, and then it's locked, and there are some letters everywhere. And then you go... 
so oh uh, you open a cupboard to find a key and essentially like everyone's going oh this is a brilliant narrative but it struck me that the actual story if told in a film or a book would go someone returns home family is missing decides to search through the toilets <laughs> that's the first thing that they do and I just, I just thought oh no thanks I'm furious mm. actually Fur- and I do like narrative games right I like I mean I'm enjoying The Walking Dead and I'm looking forward to uh, The Wolf Among Us uh, new episode next week and um, the, the game I've, I've been playing this week is is, is uh, interactive fiction but uh Oh, it's because it had been hyped so much, I well, think, was my, my problem. But I was genuinely furious. That, people like yes, different things. Yes, it is things. that. It's, no, it no, isn't. Do, I do not we believe that always, people like this. We have always I don't believe that. that. No. <laughs> people do not like this. It's like that sword fighting game that everybody is banging on about at the moment. Mid-hog. I bet that is terrible. <laughs> and that you all do this just to get my eight pounds. <laughs> wow, this is Proteus. <laughs> That's not a thing either, is it? <laughs> I really like Proteus. And I really do. I, really enjoy Proteus. I, I won't play it because I, 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 no. I fear for my hardware. But Simon, for as long as I've known you, we have always fallen out over pop culture. Fallen out, yeah. All, you love Batman. I do love Batman. I don't get it. Okay. I find it difficult. You love Doctor Who? I do love Doctor Who. You love Muse? I do love Muse. Don't get either of them. Right. But no, sure. That's but okay. We're we're still friends. No, I appreciate that. But the thing is, there was such um, like you're, you're not recommending those things to me to upset me. Or no, I'm not. But me. I just I genuinely believe there to be some sort of uh, of Twitter conspiracy about this sort of thing. No, I genuinely do. Where where somebody goes, oh, this is great, and everyone goes, okay, well, I'm going to fall in line on it. And I just gone home is not good. It is good, but it's not. What's good about it? It's an enjoyable. The fact that you walk into a house and pick up all the models and then just go rotate them around and then put them back. Sorry, Keith. What were you going to say? I was just, I was just wondering if you go into because gone. Do you, uh, are you going in with a preconception about what? You I was genuinely, but no, I, I no, I, I wasn't. I, I mean, I should hate The Walking Dead, um, particularly after what they did to me in Series One. Um, but this one, I was, I was so looking forward to it, so really looking forward to it. And yeah, I mean, admittedly, I stopped after ten minutes, thinking this is terrible. Maybe that because you don't stop after ten minutes. Yeah, I think it's going to because I yeah I mean it's like it's really tricky because I don't think I think if you I think it's fair enough to go into the game ex, with certain expectations and to feel those expectations have been foiled or let down within the first ten minutes. But I think like what I liked about it was it's an attempt to tell narrative in a very different way through through, through person and person walks home looks through cupboards. To be but fair, that is basically experience. what I do at night. Right, if look through cupboards, try and find a pot noodle, got it, go and cry <laughs> a bit. Rotate it in your hand. Yeah. <laughs> check it for, right check it's vegetarian, right yeah. like, Eat it. I mean, I'm not, and I'm not one of these people arguing saying it's not a game because there's no guns in it or anything like that, you know. Mm. But, but it's just, I just thought it was just the way that it delivered the story and the the route that you needed to take was just so so ordinary. Did you see the trailer for Gun I Home? I did, yeah. And, yeah, well done. That's very funny, but... Yeah. And right, well, that, that concludes the letter section no, for this week. it doesn't. Well, the jingle's over. We'll put it on again. <laughs> Anne's got a letter and Keith's oh, got a letter. Hold on a second. Oh, wow, he's oh, so annoyed. So I was annoyed. Grumpy, yeah. So grumpy. Six and a half minutes of ranting. Grumpy <laughs> Home. Uh, dear D team and SSG, I know video games are often labelled as sexist and that some games depict aspects of sexuality, but are there any truly sexy games? Also, who'd your free pass video game character be? Spelunky. For which question? Both. <laughs> Spunk is a genuinely sexy game. <laughs> I might, sorry, I'm, I'm faded out there for a second. Yeah, no, Steve, stay where you are. Um, sexy game, sexy game, sexy game. Snapchat, the game. That is a sexy game. You can turn Twitter the game into sexy. You've you've been playing Tinder recently. I haven't have you? been playing Tinder. It's quite fun. How are you getting on with it? Swipe uh, left, swipe left. Always swipe left. Always swipe left. Yeah. Do you mean that? Or always swipe right? Because this says a lot about you. Wait a minute. Let me double check before I can... Uh, but yeah, Tinder is a great game to play with real-life consequences as well. <laughs> it does. It's very much risk-reward, <laughs> Tinder. Uh, Keith, what's the sexiest video game ever made? 
I would say it had nothing. I, it was one of those things where the, the sexiness has to exist on the player side. So it'd probably have to be something like SingStar or Rock Band when you have someone that's super good at it and they look sexy while they're playing. SingStar, take that. Whatever. Could Whatever be floats your boat. Do what you like. But it, that, that's got to be it, hasn't it? There's nothing sexy. I mean, if you, in like the sexy in heavy rain is one of the most disastrously horrific thing I've, things I've ever seen. It's just. Do you like heavy rain? Something? I did like heavy rain. Yeah, I, liked very, it, I but thought heavy rain was incredible. Yes, exactly. We, we, I mean, I think you had to forgive heavy rain an awful lot. But you won't forgive yeah. Gone Home. No. 10 minutes of I'm going not, through I'm a couple. Not 10 minutes of my nose. <laughs> yeah, no, thanks. Uh, Keith, you've got a letter. Yes, I have. Uh, two team. Uh, hello, team, and maybe not any guests this week. Haha. <laughs> you know. Uh, firstly, Happy New Year to you all. Happy Se- New Year. Secondly, what the hell? I sent you a thing in the post, proper actual post, like ages ago, and you've not got it yet. I bet somebody at Resonance has stolen it. Or maybe the bike show. Talking of which, we used to hear a bit of the bike show at the start of the podcast sometimes, which was lovely and kind of made your show seem more special, like it was part of something bigger. Whatever happened to them? Are they still going? Anyway, you should... Go and search for it, uh, the mail, not the bike show. It's rubbish, but that's not the point at all. I made it for you with my hands. Hugs, cat. Okay, I'll go and look through some cupboards. I am going to put on (laughs) the next feature, and then I'm going to go and find this piece of post, because there is a post box upstairs. We don't check it very often, because we don't get sent things. And Listeners, that isn't our fault. You've conditioned us to not checking it by not sending us things. If you want to send us things, you can send us stuff care of Resonance FM. The address is Anne has no idea. One four four Borough High Street. Street. Check it on the Resonance FM website and then you can send us things like Kat did. We are going to go and find that very shortly. However, before that happens, the bike show still exists. Had an email from Jack today. How is Jack? He's fine. He's moved to South Wales. Did he? That's why we don't cross paths anymore. Uh, But the bike show is still... um, Still going. He took care to drop in the number of listeners he has. Did he? 15,000 to his podcast or something like that. It's quite a lot. Yeah. It's quite intimidated. Yeah. We miss him. We do miss, miss him. Miss, get well miss soon, them. Jack. Get well soon. Get get well soon and, and back from South Wales. Get, yeah. So, turn down this. We're running out of time. We are running out of time. Yeah, and yeah. we've got to talk about the Twitch yep. stuff later as cool. well. So, got to go on with this new feature. Take down the Let's Jingle. Boom. So, new contributor. Whoa. Um... Maybe I'll just stick it on, actually. A famous um, video game voice actor got in touch with us. Oh, yeah. Asked if he could do a uh, sort of biographical, autobiographical series. Right. uh, About his times in uh, the video game. Just read sections from his autobiography. A little bit promotional. A little bit self-promotional, really. Just using One Life Left to pimp your book. That's what they all do, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, Keith. But uh, but even so, it's quite a good feature. So I'm going to sit this on. I've got one minute and fifty seven to go and find the good uh, luck. Yeah, so, okay, here we go. Chapter twenty eight: The Spy Who Shot Me. One of the most demeaning jobs I ever had was on GoldenEye sixty four. I've never been more embarrassed as an actor, and this is coming from someone who's appeared in not one but three Call of Duty games. It was only meant to be a cameo appearance, and I was being paid accordingly. They had me dressed up in this vaguely Eastern European military garb, so I started getting into character, remembering my Eastern European dialogue and creating a bit of a backstory. I decided my father had been sent to a gulag, and I had a young family at home who needed feeding, so I couldn't be late for my shift. And then the director comes up to me. Okay then, Rog, pop your trousers off and let's have you sitting on the toilet. And I said, I beg your pardon. And he said, yep, that's the agreed part. You're the guard at the start who sat on the toilet as Bond emerges from the vents. I was flabbergasted. I trained at RADA, I said. I've played Hamlet and Diddy Kong. This is a starring role, he said. You're the first NPC that the player sees in the level. This is big stuff. Players will be talking about this encounter for years to come. So I'm on the toilet and I'm immediately shot in the head, I retorted. Well, he wouldn't be convinced. But I know that I've got rights as an elder statesman and the other actors are looking up to me. Then again, I also know they're angling for this so-called starring role and they're likely to stab me in the back and take me for themselves if I'm not careful. Listen, I said, there was a no nudity clause in my contract and I'm going to find it very difficult to do this without some extra remuneration. Call my agent. In the end, we compromised and I just sat on the toilet with my trousers on. And you know, it provided a lovely bit of comic relief and a whole air of mystery to the start of the level. 
I sat on that toilet like my character's family depended on it. Listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. Anne has a cough, Sorry. but I am fine, except the post is not there. What? what? Someone's had it. Someone's had it, or it's just it never it? got to what us. What was it, Cat? I don't know. I don't know. She's going to tell us, maybe, or maybe. I don't know. Maybe we'll never know. I'm going to uh, go and check one more time after the show is finished. But yeah, that's sad, isn't it? So sad. Don't let it discourage you. Well, let's find out what it stuff. was first before we decide whether to get sad about it. <laughs> Shall we? It was uh, <laughs> three three codes to download Gone Home. <laughs> Thanks, Cat. <laughs> <Thanks, Kat. laughs> so, um, Anna and I have been playing video games oh, this yeah? week. It's been very, very exciting. I like to watch people playing video games. Is there a way that I could watch you two playing video games You're together? In luck. We've been streaming at One Life Left. Uh, sorry, at twitch.tv slash One Life Left TV. Correct. I think Steve. that is the that URL. That is correct. Uh, and it's been really fun. It's been so much fun. We've been playing games. Are you going to review that game in the review section or in review something else? Maybe the other game that. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Okay, well, I'll review that one. We've been playing some games. It's quite a nice thrill, quite gentle. We got, I, I watched you do it. We got 36 viewers on Sunday. Right. Did you watch that? No, I didn't watch that Sunday, podcast. no. Uh, 36 I, viewers. I watched. That was our peak. We weren't the most popular on PS4. Really? What? People have more than that? I know. Someone had 155 viewers. Okay. That was a man <laughs> and his girlfriend sat in a room mm. uh, playing, playing, playroom. My. Not really doing much. Just sat in, sat in a room smoking drugs. Were they? they were, well, maybe it wasn't drugs. They, they had one of smoking those devices. Cigarettes. Okay. That allows you to inhale things. Right. I, I, was, I was disgusted. Uh, but it has led Anne and I to consider alternative options. Are you going to yep. take heroin? Next time we stream. Can you take heroin. Uh, we're going to take some cracks. Oh, two cracks. Uh, one, two cracks. One, one crack each. One crack each. Yes. Crystal meth with spelunky. <laughs> uh, this, by the way, is Super Robotic Encounters and Volcano Kid. Again, it's from chipmusic.org. So we will be doing some more streaming uh, maybe this week. I don't know. We haven't decided yet. Keep an eye out. So we're excited about that. Maybe you'll join us for one as well, Simon. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Will there be room on the sofa? <laughs> we'll squeeze up. It'll be fine. Mm. Reviews. Anne, Hi. what have you been playing this week? Well, I've been playing quite a few things. Uh, I'm going to quickly do two games that I've been playing. So I played that game uh, that is a cat going around. Okay. Cat lateral damage. Mm-hmm. And it's really cute. Uh, so you're a cat. The aim is you have two minutes, you have to knock off um, as much stuff from sides and from shelves and things, uh, and you're aiming to get 10,000 points. I never did get 10,000 points, uh, but I had really fun, a really fun time jumping on things, knocking them off, just walking into things sometimes and knocking them off as well. Um, yeah, so it was really cute. The, only, the really annoying thing was, because uh, I was doing it on my laptop, there is some really, uh, it seems really important um movements that you can only do if you uh, hit the middle um, mouse button. Don't have a mouse. Mm. That was annoying. Um, but yeah, that, it was very cute. I would play again. 7 out of 10. Also reviewing Resogun! My favourite game. This is a so surprise. Good. This is oh a surprise. Oh my goodness, I enjoy it so much. Um, you've reviewed it before, haven't you? I've talked about Resogun on the show. I'm sure I've reviewed it, yeah. So, uh, there's just a lot of spaceships coming at you and you're going around this cylindrical thing uh, and you're trying to save the humans, but turns out you don't have to save the humans. That is not the main thing that you have to do. Just make sure you don't die is the main thing that you have to do. Good advice. Don't you die if all the humans die. Like, save a couple, but just (laughs) like... I don't think that that is your main mission. Saving yourself is the main thing. Other people come second I to you. I think that says more about you than the game itself, Anne. I think that says more about everyone else. Oh, I need to save all the humans. Really? Do you? You're talking through a lot of issues on the show today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so anyway, I really, really enjoyed that game. I really like it when you get in a spot where you think, oh my goodness, I'm about to die. And then you hit the bomb button Boom. and everything blows up. Very good. Um, yeah, super good. Definitely want to come around yours and play it some more, please. We'll stream it. Simon, oh, wait, score. Seven out of ten. Simon, what have you been playing? Well, I've been playing on my own without anybody else watching. Boring. Because I'm like that. I've been playing the Banner Saga on PC. And? Oh, what's that? Oh, it is magnificent. Um, It's a kick-started um, adventure tactical role-playing game um, from some ex-Bioware people, I think. Um, and it tells, it's the most beautiful grim game I've ever played it's it's style is, a, is an, of an old sort of Disney movie um, and it tells the story of a caravan of individuals that are forced into exile and need to traverse the land to escape the dredge um, and so it's beautifully uh, hand-drawn sort of cell animated um, cutscenes and uh, multiple choice questions and stuff like that and in between there will be uh, tactical battles turn-based battles and stuff and yeah it's 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 amazing it's a game of choice and consequence um, it's unusual in that the battle system means that uh, if your characters die in battle they don't you don't lose them but that affects the group morale and then as you're um, as you're moving between locations you'll need to choose and how to spend your resources do you keep your people hungry or do you buy stuff that's going to make it easier in battle at key points there will be um, moments where you need to make choice and they and they have a real outcome on the game and it's unusual in that it's not battle that uh, is the thing that you should fear but like the elements themselves and stuff and yeah it's absolutely stunning I found it a little confusing at first the battle system is slow Slightly different to those that we've played before, but once you get into it, it's an absolutely stunning RPG. Thoroughly recommend it. 7 out of 10. Keith? Am I allowed to talk about Don't Starve? Because that's the game you were streaming and well, that's the game I've played. So let's are you going to do it? Let's both talk about it. Yeah, no. let's do that. Is let's, that okay? do a, let's do a two-way because review. Because all I've been playing apart from that is old Sega Mega Drive games. All right, all right. We're done with the plug <laughs> section. How, how have you got on with Go- Don't Starve? I have I've really enjoyed it because I'm not, I'm not one of those people that... Uh, it's funny how, how you think about... Uh, Simon, how you think about Gone Home is how I sometimes feel about the roguelike mm. genre in that it's something that we're all supposed to like because it's the accepted king genre of the indie world. And mm. I'm sometimes I'm not sure about it because I find, I find the dynamics... They're difficult. That's the thing with both games. Ju- yeah, it's not just that. That's I just don't... I yeah, I don't know. I, I, like, I quite like Spelunky, but I don't like it as much as absolutely everybody else because... Um, I like it as much as you do. Yeah, OK. Yeah. So um, I was worried about Don't Starve, but I love the... the I mean, essentially, it is... Uh, it's a survival game. Uh, you you wake up in a landscape and you just have to survive through a day and night cycle. And the night cycle is deadly. So mm-hmm. uh, you, you've got to immediately, as soon as you, you've got to eat, so you've got to uh, grab food and you pick up rocks to create and uh, wood to create a fire. You need a fire to survive through the night. You've got to keep the fire going. And you basically survive for as long as you possibly can. Someone described it to me as all of the crafting elements from Minecraft versus Tim Burton. And I'm going to steal that because I think that's kind of accurate. That is, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Mm. Yes. So, what's the longest you've managed to survive? Not very long, four nights. Four nights? Lol. Lol. (laughs) (laughs) So, this is one of the things that Anne and I were streaming, and we lasted, what was it? We're still lasting, Steve. We're still lasting. Uh, even though you decided to, <laughs> I said, I said, right, we'll we'll do we'll stream one more night, and Anne went, all right, all right, and I went off to go and get a glass of water or something, came back, and she was on her way to go and attack a giant pig with an axe. <laughs> She's because... like that though. If you leave her alone, <laughs> she because she uh, she decided we were going to go out in a blaze of glory, and I was like, no, we're going to save the game and we'll be fine, and we did that, yeah. uh, but only after a very terrifying oh final, uh, actually penultimate night, yeah. where we were. Certainly, we were just sort of tootling along, and then it suddenly discovered we only had, uh, you know, a few minutes left, and we had no fire. We had no grass to make fire, and then we were legging it across the map, and all of our viewers were on the edge of their seats watching us, and we made it just in time. It was very, very exciting. And that, I guess, is where narrative games, games with a strict narrative plotted out, lose out, because to me, the best video games are ones where you create the stories yourself and that's what we had done in that point we created a situation and solved it and I will remember that moment Uh, and to that extent I I do agree with you that going through cupboards will never be quite as exciting as a story you feel is completely unique to you 
Well, I love it because it is, it is very much like the, the staple, the rudiments of that genre, isn't it? And it allows you to imprint on that your own, you're very much mm. your own experience and your own story. It's, it's very minimalist in that way. Right, and, I, and I like the way that the, all the enemies in it look super, sort of almost like super cute, but mm. yet there is deadly peril there. Yeah, how so. did you react to all the enemies? Uh, try to attack them. I mean, not even the enemies, just anything. Just try and attack oh. it. Oh, oh, kill it with an axe, kill it! And then three seconds later, you'd be running across the landscape. <laughs> That's very much how I live my life. Just like my sons play Minecraft. All they do is attack pigs and cows. <laughs> anyway, uh, I've, I've really enjoyed it. I didn't know much about it before I started playing it. Um, streaming it has been an interesting way to investigate because you find yourself very vulnerable. You don't know what you're doing. Loads of people are watching you. I say loads, 35. Uh, uh, and yeah, uh, but it's super fun, 7 out of 10. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, I, I really love the minimalism and I love the cuteness and style of it. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. So uh, yeah, I have to disagree. I'll go for 7 out of 10. <laughs> Fair enough. That's what? the review section. Look how, look how far we've pushed the show today. We I know. Are really it's close, isn't it? it? All right to the edge because we had so much to talk about and you've got you've had so much to shout about. <laughs> I Keith. had to turn down your mic Did during you? that bit. First time. Apologies for that. Uh, Keith, thank you so much once again for coming in. Thank you for having uh, me. We can find you on The Guardian and stuff, can't we? Yeah, we Guardian you on Twitter? technology section. Um, look out for my feature on Cats this week. Cats in games development. Will do. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, thank you to our listeners and to our viewers, viewers today. Yes, thank you for putting um, up yes. this. I feel the show may have suffered slightly by us trying to uh, get comfortable with this, but uh, we hopefully we'll get, get used to it. it. Yeah. We have to get used to it. We'll yep. be doing it again next week, hopefully slightly better. With Guy Cocker. <laughs> no. Kill him with kindness. See you next <laughs> See week. Bye. Bye.